the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, February the 5th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on February 5, 2020, one year ago today, the Senate voted to acquit President Donald Trump, bringing to a close the uh, third, only the third presidential trial in American history. Only one Republican, Mitt Romney, voted to convict President Trump. Today in 1631, the founder of Rhode Island, Roger Williams, and his wife Mary, they arrived in Boston. They came from England, of course. Excuse me. Today in 1811, George, the Prince of Wales, was named Prince Regent. They renamed him because of the mental illness of his father, Britain's King George III. Today, 1917, Mexico's present constitution was adopted. Most countries have had multiple, many, many, many constitutions. America, that's one of many reasons why America is so exceptional. Today, in 1922, the first edition of Reader's Digest was published. Today, in 1937, President Franklin D. Roosevelt proposed increasing the number of U.S. Supreme Court justices. His proposal failed. Congress said, no, I don't think so. And those that were not necessarily supportive of all that Franklin D. Roosevelt was doing, they accused him of attempting to pack the nation's highest court so that he could get his agenda passed. And if it went to the highest court, the Supreme Court, they would agree and they would rule in his favor. If that sounds familiar, it should, because that's exactly what the Biden people are talking about. Joe Biden has avoided addressing that directly, but the people around him are talking about it. It's on their agenda to pack the court today in 2021 so that they can push his agenda through. And it is radical, out-of-control agenda. It's beyond what people feared he might do if he became president. Today in 1971, Apollo 14 astronauts Alan Shepard and Edgar Mitchell, they stepped onto the surface of the moon. Today in 1993, President Bill Clinton signed the Family and Medical Leave Act. He granted workers up to 12 weeks unpaid leave for family emergencies. And one year ago today, with white sheets covering them, no, they weren't KKK. They were people infected with this new coronavirus. We were still trying to figure out where it was all coming from. Well, they knew it was from Wuhan. These people were led off a Japanese cruise ship in a port city of Yokohama. Well, they were led off, the 3,700 people still on board that cruise ship would be quarantined to their cabins. What started out as a uh, probably a anticipated vacation for all those people, several thousand of them, ended up with them being locked in their cabins. 
A year ago today, most of us were thinking, well, we'll get through this. It'll take a couple of weeks. And we were wrong, weren't we? The plague continues. But now you can't, you cannot say without being challenged, maybe sued, you can't call it the Wuhan virus anymore or even the Chinese virus, as we've always done. It has to be a virus from somewhere else. And there is a committee that's working on this now, and they are trying to get to the bottom. Those are their words, get to the bottom of where it really originated. Dr. Fauci is on that committee. They'll be telling us soon that it came from some distant island that's uninhabited and it has no name, I suppose. I don't know. I would guess. I would guess that. A little boy was eagerly looking forward to a birthday party of his friend. His friend just lived a few blocks away. It wasn't like he lived a long ways away. But he was really looking forward to going to this birthday party. Some of his friends were going to be there. When the day finally arrived, a blizzard had set in, made the sidewalks and roads nearly impassable. The kid's father, sensing the danger, he said, son, I'm really hesitant to let you go to that party today. And the kid reacted as they do tearfully. He said, but dad, dad, he said, all the other kids will be there. Their parents are letting them go. Everybody's going to be there. I have to go. The dad thought about it for a few moments. Then he said softly, he said, okay, son, he said, you can go. Surprised, but overjoyed. Man, the kid bundled up, put on his hat, coat, scarf, whatever, and he plunged out into the raging storm. And man, the snow was driving. It was blinding, made visibility almost impossible. It took him more than a half an hour to walk about three blocks to this friend's house. But he got there. As he rang the doorbell, he turned briefly to look out into this storm. And his eye caught the shadow of a retreating figure headed back from where he had come from. He knew it was his father. The father had followed his son's every step to make sure he arrived safely. We're in a storm in our country today, a cultural storm, a biological one with this Wuhan virus, but we're in a storm today in our culture. And I think sometimes people, and I hear this, I see it in notes that people send to me from time to time in comments. I think that many people today, suicides are up, depression is up, joy is down, hope is down in our culture by all accounts. I think sometimes we get caught in these storms. We, we kind of, we know where we're going. We're going to a good place. But I want to tell you this morning, above all things, that I want to get into some things that are happening as we speak today. As this program is originating live at 9 a.m. this morning, I want to talk to you about some things that are happening right now. But as we talk about what's happening in the culture, if you only remember one thing from today, remember this. You're walking through a storm. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are out of control in our culture right now. But God is watching over you and he's not going to let the harm come to you because he loves you he cares for you personally he knows us by name he knows how many hair hairs are on our head 
for me, that would be easy to count, unfortunately. But God knows you, and he cares. And he's with you. He's looking out for you. Truly, he is. Whether you feel him, or even know that he's there sometimes, or even wonder if he's there sometimes, he is. Don't forget that. On Tuesday of this week, my pillow CEO Mike Lindell, the guy that started the company, you got to know who he is. He's all over the place, always buying ads. You can't turn TV on or cable or whatever without seeing him selling you sheets and pillows and stuff. Anyway, he appeared on conservative Newsmax channel. He was in a live interview with anchors Bob Sellers and Heather Childers. They wanted to talk to him about the cancel culture in America. What that means is that anything that the left, the progressive, so-called progressive, they're regressive, but they call themselves progressives, anything that they don't agree with, they just cancel, as though it didn't happen. Whether it's Abraham Lincoln, they rip his name off a of high school in San Francisco because he's racist. <laughs> he, Abraham Lincoln was racist in their minds. You're very aware of that. That's what's going on. Well, it's the term cancel culture has emerged from that, and it just means you cancel what you don't agree with. It didn't exist. It never existed. It doesn't exist. It never existed. So they wanted to talk with him about that, but it didn't go very well, the interview. The interview, in fact, blew up. And Sellers walked off the live set. He just got out of his chair and walked away. Both Lindell and Newsmax are very conservative. What could go wrong with this? Well, let me talk to you a little bit about that because this puts the light on a little different thing that's happening in our culture today. But first, I wanted to mention to you, you may be interested to know that former Vice President Mike Pence, he's joined the Heritage Foundation as a Distinguished Visiting Fellow. That's what he'll be called. And he'll be speaking and writing on behalf of traditional uh, conservative biblical values and principles, which is what he's about. I would suspect that he'll also be weighing his political future to see what he's going to do from here. But anyway, that was announced yesterday afternoon. I thought you should know if you didn't know. That's what Mike Pence is going to be doing for the foreseeable anyway. He's going to be associated with Heritage Foundation. The Hill, it's a publication, a news publication. It's not necessarily a conservative publication, but it's not way out there on the left either. But they're reporting that a Newsmax host on Tuesday walked off camera in the middle of an interview with MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell after the businessman and vocal supporter of former President Trump refused to stop talking about unsupported claims of fraud in the 2020 election. That is becoming a big deal, and there's some things happening as we speak today I want to make you aware of. While Sellers and Childers tried to direct the interview to only talking about the cancel culture, Lindell was intent. I didn't see it live, but I've looked at the video after the fact. Lindell was intent on coming back to the subject of fraud in the 2020 election. Sellers tried to shout him down. I mean, they got real heated. And Mike Lindell saw that, he what he was trying to do. So Lindell just raised his voice and kept talking about the fraud in the election. Finally, Sellers read a prepared statement. He said, Mike, Mike, really loud. He said, let me talk. Let me talk. Be quiet. Be quiet. You know, it was that kind of a thing. And then, and then he uh, he said, "Let me read something to you." And then he read this, 
and Mike was still talking, Lindell, and this um, other other gal was just uh, Childers was just sitting there, kind of watching, like, wow, what's going on? She was the co-host on the show. Anyway, this is what he read. What he read on there, uh, the the um, Newsmax guy, um, he said, quote. While there are some clear evidence of some cases of vote fraud and election irregularities, the election results in every state were certified and Newsmax accepts the results as legal and final. The courts have also supported that view. While unable to redirect Lindell's comments, Sellers became very frustrated, kind of threw up his hands, pushed back from his chair, stood up and walked off the live set. Heather Childers then got a little control of the internet. She said, Mike, 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 please, please. And she said, could you make an argument that this could be temporary? And she was referring to his being banned from social media. Lindell responded very forcefully. He said, no, I want this to be permanent, meaning his ban from social media. He said, because you know what? He said, they did this because I'm revealing all the evidence on Friday of all the election fraud of these machines. Well, today's Friday. We'll see what happens. Well, we've already seen. One American News put out an email, a, a release, and they're saying that today, on Friday, they're going to air a three-hour special on voter fraud. And Mike Lindell is their special guest. And they've drawn information from all over the place. Three hours they're going to do this. Now, they're going to be doing this in the face of most all conservative news organizations getting very, very quiet. And I'm going to tell you why. First of all, Dominion, the company that makes the voting machines, they reportedly, according to the New York Times, they put out a letter within the last couple of days to all the social media platforms asking them to preserve posts from a number of individuals and organizations, including former President Trump, but also Lindell, Newsmax, OAN, Sean Hannity, Fox, a whole bunch of others, Janine Pirro, Sidney Powell, Don Bongino, I think that's the way he pronounces his name, he's very conservative, Lou Dobbs, Jenna Ellis, the Epoch Times, and as they said, Fox News, Sean Hannity, among others that were mentioned, those are the most uh, familiar names. But that's what's going on as we speak. Yesterday I talked about on this radio program the developing demand for President Biden to create a reality czar or ministry of truth. I don't have time, of course, to go back into that, and I'm not, except to say if you didn't hear that program, I also wrote about it. You can read what we wrote yesterday on faithandfreedom.us. That's our website. You can go on there. It's very informative, and it's well-sourced. All of the sources are linked that I'm quoting. We'll see what Lindell offers up today and OAN, but you can bet they're going to be sued because Dominion has already filed a $1.3 billion defamation suit against Rudy Giuliani over his similar claims about the company in defense of Trump. 
Lindell must be worth hundreds of millions, if not more. His company, that MyPillow thing, is, has become a huge company. Have you tried one of the, I haven't tried one of those pillows, but I keep seeing those ads. I've been thinking about maybe maybe they're pretty good. I don't know. But a lot of people buy them. I mean, tons of people have bought them. He's been very successful. So they're going to go after a lot of money when they go after him. But they've already filed a $1.3 billion, B, billion, defamation suit against Rudy because he claimed that Dominion defrauded electors, voters in the election. Yesterday, yesterday afternoon, Smartmatic, that's the company that supplies software for the Dominion voting machines, they filed a lawsuit against Fox News and Fox News' parent company over, quote, reading from the lawsuit, comments made on the network suggesting that the company participated in fraudulent activities during the November 3rd election. The lawsuit is seeking $2.7 billion for defamation and disparagement, and it accuses Fox News of, quote, fomenting a disinformation campaign against Smartmatic. Now, Dominion is the company that makes the machines. Smartmatic makes the software that does the voting, counts the votes, etc., etc. Smartmatic, in their lawsuit that they filed yesterday, they've identified 100 false statements and implications made on Fox's airwaves about the company and its services, which has damaged its business and future prospects. As I said, Fox News personalities, uh, Maria Bartiromo, Lou Dobbs, Janine Pirro, they're directly named in the suit, as well as Fox News guests and lawyers, Sidney Powell, and of course, Rudy Giuliani. Last week, Newsmax published an online promotion supporting Lindell following reports that several companies, including Kohl's and Bed Bath & Beyond, had stopped selling MyPillow products. However, what I just told you happened on Tuesday with Mike Lindell live on Newsmax happened. But before the day was over on Tuesday, that's three days ago, Lindell was back on Newsmax on Rob Schmidt Tonight. That's their evening show. I've seen it a couple of times. I don't watch it a lot, but I've seen it. He was on there with Schmidt on Newsmax within hours of when the other guy, Sellers, had walked off the set angry. And Lindell was on there saying, yeah, I like Newsmax. It's great. What's going on with this? I don't know either of these entities. I don't know Mike Lindell personally. I mean, you feel like you do. You see him all the time on TV selling pillows and sheets and, you know, dog cushions and whatever. But I don't know those people and I don't know Newsmax. But let me tell you what's going on in the culture that I think is driving a lot of this uncertainty or kind of back and forth. And people aren't sure what to do. Conservatives I'm talking about. There is a massive move to begin suing everybody. This morning, Michigan um, Governor Whitmer is so she hates Trump so much that the governor has filed has has filed suit against three lawyers trying to disbar them. And the reason she's filed suit against them is because they alleged that there was voter fraud 
with the machines, the Dominion machines, and local people in her state. And she's suing them. We're going to see a an avalanche of lawsuits and attacks like we haven't seen probably publicly in America ever in the coming days. And that's what's going on here. Even the big guys like Fox, who is the biggest of any of the conservative voices, and I have my concerns about Fox, and I've voiced those here. There are people on Fox that I simply will not listen to. I will not have them on. But there are some that are very conservative and reliable. Even if you disagree with them, they're coming from somewhat the same position of a Judeo-Christian, biblical, conservative worldview. But some of them on there are just crazy to the left. I don't know why Fox has them on there in the first place. You can just go watch CNN and MSNBC and all that. I mean, those guys are better leftists than Fox's leftists are. But they do. They have them on there. But there are some very reliable and I think very important voices on Fox. But Fox has definitely kind of lurched to the left a little bit. But there's there's going to be just an avalanche of lawsuits that are going to take place over the next, I, I believe, over the next few days and weeks that are ahead of us. But interestingly enough, here's how hypocritical all of this is. There's a Democrat lawyer that this week has charged that the New York Democrat lawyer, and I'll tell you who he is in a minute, has charged that the New York election was, I'm quoting from the lawsuit, marred by faulty voting machines. Yep, and he's a well-known Democrat lawyer. Mark Elias, he's with Perkins Coy. Perkins Coy, of course, their largest office in the United States is in Seattle. He's with them, but he's in New York. They have 17 offices around the country. As I said, Seattle's the, the largest. Elias was general counsel for the Hillary Clinton campaign. He's a big player among the far left. He filed this lawsuit, and he is alleging in court, in a filing, that a close congressional race in upstate New York was marred by faulty voting machines. And nobody's going after him. Nobody. In the lawsuit, Elias alleges that there were, quote, substantial errors and irregularities in the conduct of the election, and that his Democrat client lost to a Republican because of irregularities in the machines. Well, the machines are going after all the conservatives, from the president right on down through to OAN and Rudy and everybody. This guy, who's one of them, is filing this lawsuit, and nobody has even even raised a finger in protest, much less to take legal action against him. Citing alleged discrepancies between votes counted by hand and votes counted by ballot machines, Elias argued to the judge yesterday that the error rate extrapolated across the entire district could mean that thousands of votes were improperly counted by these machines. That's exactly what Rudy's been saying. I'm not defending Rudy. I'm just trying to turn on the light. That's exactly what Rudy and Trump and whomever has been saying. Rand Paul and Ted Cruz and whomever. Same thing. 
That's how divided, that's how hypocritical our culture is right now. Elias is also representing several other Democrats. He said he's going to be filing suit on their behalf as well for the same thing, making the same argument. If his name sounds familiar and you think, well, maybe it was because he was Hillary Clinton's general counsel. No, you may know him for other reasons as well. It was Mark Elias who was responsible for hiring the research uh, firm Fusion GPS on behalf of Hillary Clinton and the Democratic National Convention Committee. They're the ones that produced the fraudulent and now infamous Russia dossier, which turned out to be 100% fake. It was created and it was put out there to the public to destroy then-candidate Donald Trump in 2016. That's what's going on in our world today, and that's why we've got to have an anchor that holds. Because, boy, I'll tell you, number one, the conservative voices are going to be a little bit chilled by all this billion-dollar lawsuits. Elections have consequences, We've entered what can only be described as an era of confusion and deceit. So what can we do? Well, one, look over your shoulder. God's with you. You're not walking through this storm alone. But when the disciples asked Jesus what the sign of his coming would be, he, his answer was, well, to a degree misunderstood because they too lived in an age of confusion and deceit. In Matthew chapter 25, and I don't have time to go into this, as a pastor I've preached from these verses a number of times, But in Matthew chapter 25, verses 4, I think it's 4 through 14, Jesus identifies several things that all who live in the end times, that's what he was talking about in that particular conversation, or the beginning of birth pangs. But he he lists several things that you'll face that's going to happen. Those challenges include phony little Christs trying to to, uh, be him and act as though they are Christ. He says conflict, natural calamity, persecution, cynicism, anti-Christian currents in the culture. Jesus says the proper response to all of this is to endure, stand true to the end. He says that is the key. Therein is the power of God for times like these. You say, how can I go out? What can I do? Be still and know that God is God. That's the most important thing you can do. To survive the deception, and all of it, is to be informed culturally. That's what we're trying to do here, and biblically. But be faithful. Despite the subtle siren voices and the shouts of the powerful, God will lead his people, those who truly follow him, to see through the distortions and perversions of truth and the silken deceptions of our times. Be of good courage. God is in control. God is with you. Just trust him. And maybe you should, at this moment, be still and know that he is God and trust him. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for your support. We need it. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Or you can go to our website, faithandfreedom.us, and you can contribute online. Again, thank you so much for being with me today. Have a great weekend. On Monday, we'll continue talking about some of these things in relation to what happens over the weekend.
I'll see you right here on Monday.